T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's certainly possible um, just because you got to also look at this from their perspective, and this is they being like the front office. Like, they could just kind of be tired of dealing with this. You know, I mean, it's not like they haven't considered life without Russell Wilson before, as we included in the story. They were going to take Mahomes if he fell to them at 26. They were going to take him in 2017 draft. With Russell Wilson on the team, they were going to take Mahomes um, if he fell. They went to Josh Allen's pro day. The general manager went there in 2018. They had the 18th pick in that draft. So if Josh fell, they were probably going to take him. You know, like that's that's the year after Russell Wilson led the league in touchdown passes, right? It was like, ah, right, let's, let's let's upgrade or let's go with the rookie. Like they've considered life uh, without Russell Wilson before. Welcome back, everybody. Hub Arkish with you on the score this evening. That was Michael Sean Duger. He covers the Seattle Seahawks for The Athletic uh, and has done an extensive piece on what's gone wrong with the relationship uh, in Seattle between Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, uh, talking about where the club is at, where the quarterback is at, where they're at is married and joined at the hip, and they're going to stay that way once they get through this little lover's quarrel. Uh, but for now, it's creating a lot of buzz around the NFL, and that buzz got really loud here in Chicago today when Adam Schefter of ESPN reported uh, that Wilson, who has not asked for a trade, by the way, he has not said, I want to leave Seattle. He hasn't said, get me out of here. He has said he's unhappy, allegedly he's trying to create a louder voice for himself in the front office on personnel decisions, on scheme decisions, uh, but he apparently did indicate to Adam that there are four teams in the NFL he would waive his no-trade clause for. And interestingly enough, one of them is the Chicago Bears. Uh, I know two others were the New Orleans Saints and the Dallas Cowboys. I'll track down the fourth for you. It doesn't really matter because he's not getting dealt. And what I find almost laughable about it is that the story is that allegedly Wilson is mainly upset about the beating he's taken and how much he's gotten hit and the problems the Seahawks have had on the offensive line. And so now one of the teams he wants to go to is the Chicago Bears, uh, whose offensive line has been pretty much all that's kept them from being a serious contender uh, the last couple of years. The team that, that this year signed Seattle Seahawks cast off Jermaine Effetti because he wasn't good enough on the line in Seattle. That part of it makes no sense. And, and so... Now you begin to wonder, is this more of a lifestyle change that Wilson is seeking? Is this more about his family? You know, his wife, Ciara, is an entertainer. Um, as I was said, visiting with Eric at home a little while ago, 
Uh, I think everybody should want to come to Chicago. I, I mean, I've lived here all my life. I think it's the greatest city in the world. Uh, I think playing for the Bears or the Cubs or the Bulls or the Hawks or, or the White Sox, you, you just you couldn't do any better. So I'm not criticizing him for including the Bears on the list. I'm just trying to understand the logic. So let's get somebody else in with a real keen eye for the Chicago Bears in particular. Chris Emma is our Bears beat reporter here at 670 The Score. I get to see Chris every day during the season, and now I've gone cold turkey. It's been a couple months we haven't talked. How you doing today, bud? Hub, it's good to be with you, man. Yeah, I'm missing you at Hallis Hall. I miss seeing everybody at Hallis Hall, but uh, good to be on with you. Yeah, well, I haven't seen anybody out there since August, but even seeing you on Zoom is, is, is you know, a pleasure sometimes, and we're not doing much of that. Although we will, uh, this Tuesday, we should remind everybody, be visiting uh, with Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace at 3 and 4 o'clock on Tuesday afternoon to uh, get our what would normally be our annual combine visit. So there won't be a combine this year, but we are going to get to talk to the GM and the head coach about what they're thinking with the Bears. So let, let, let's, let's start with this. Uh, you know, obviously the quarterback thing is the focus. There's a ton of Bears fans who all they can talk about is the Bears need to make a trade for Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. What's kind of funny about that is that neither one of those guys is going to get traded. The Texans would be nuts to deal Wilson. The, the Seahawks would be just as nuts to deal. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the Texans would be nuts to, to deal Watson. The Seahawks would be nuts to deal Wilson. But because these players and their agents are forcing the conversation, it's got everybody talking. And, and I think what people are missing is I, I think the asking price from the Bears would be three first-round picks plus for either one of those players. And with where the rest of this roster is at, I don't see how the Bears could do that and expect to contend even with a Deshaun Watson or a Russell Wilson under center. Yeah, Hub, I tend to agree with everything you said before uh, I got on and now currently. I, I don't see Russell Wilson getting traded. I, I guess I'd start with that. This is not a guy with an ego. You know, this is the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, considered one of the best people in the NFL, and it's not somebody who I see involved in a power play. And I, I know the story from The Athletic documented Russell Wilson's rift with management, but I don't see it as anything that's you can't be reconciled. I mean, I, I think Seattle is going to be able to figure out, make Russell Wilson more a part of the their roster decisions and build, you know, for the latter half of his career, the kind of offense and the kind of personnel that he wants around him. So I see this getting solved. I don't see a trade being put out there, but Ryan Pace should be calling John Schneider over and over and over again until he's exhausted all options. The same as he should be calling Nick Cesario in Houston about Deshaun Watson over and over and over again. The Bears, given their situation at quarterback, should be doing everything they can to be in play for these two quarterbacks, these two elite Pro Bowl championship caliber quarterbacks, until there's no way you can make a deal happen. And then you move on to those next steps. So if I'm Ryan Pace, that's where I am right now. We are visiting with Chris Emma on the Alpamani Ford guest hotline, Alpamani Ford in Melrose Park. Uh, you know, Chris, the, the issue there, though, again, as I was just saying, is let's say that you strike a nerve. Let's say you can work out a deal. If you have to give up three first-round picks and maybe, you know, Kyle Fuller, because I think the price would be something like that, and now you've got Watson or Wilson, are you a contender? Or, or, or how do you get the other pieces that you need? I think you're certainly closer to being a legit Super Bowl contender. And obviously, you know, it's going to take a lot of work in terms of fixing with around the cap, uh, adding the kind of right win now pieces. Uh, I think a quarterback would certainly lift 
the rest of this offense the way that you know replacement level QB can't. And uh, obviously they have a lot of things they have to shore up. And we know a lot of it involves the play calling. A lot of it involves you know the basic fundamentals of their scheme and what Matt Nagy has implemented. But uh, certainly you get a lot closer to being a legitimate championship contender if you get a Watson or Wilson and. Look, this is an offseason of must. I mean, Ryan Pace must save his job. Matt Nagy must save his job. And they understand the importance of getting this quarterback thing right. So Ryan Pace has been granted a seventh season, and he's going to act aggressively with it. I, I don't see him making you know a half move here. So um, it's just kind of the circumstances that have been presented to the Bears front office. And I see them going as aggressively as possible at this move. Chris, let's move on from the the two quarterbacks who who aren't going to be traded and talk about, (laughs) you know, something that at least is a possibility. I've already had several calls tonight of folks who want the Bears trading up in the first round to get one of the top five quarterbacks coming out this year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is going first to the Jaguars. We believe Zach Wilson will be the next one off the board, probably at number two to the Jets. If not, then the Dolphins have a decision to make at three. Uh, we know that after Zach Wilson, it's going to be either Trey Lance or Justin Fields. It's interesting in that Fields' stock has been dropping a little bit in the last couple of weeks, and nothing's really happened. I always kind of smile when I see you know players' uh, prospects changing, even though there, there have been no workouts, there have been no games, but for, for whatever reason, he's still going to be a top 15, top 20 pick. He's kind of got the same thing happening to him that happened to Dwayne Haskins two years ago when a lot of people thought he could be top five, and he ended up falling to 15, uh, you know, to Washington. And then you got Mac Jones is, is the fifth member of the group. Um, the, the thing I've tried to point out to folks tonight is that the only one of the five who is clearly a better prospect coming out of college than Mitch Trubisky is Trevor Lawrence. So why are people so anxious for, for Ryan Pace to take a chance on making the same mistake again? And this time, it's going to cost him more than two threes and a four to get up high enough to get one of these guys. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, it's just Chicago was not seeding franchise quarterback, so every fan is willing to take that kind of jump and see if maybe you can get this one right. I mean, it's uh, I understand the anxiousness to make that move. I also understand why uh, a front office, and especially somebody like Ryan Pace, should be hesitant in making that big jump up. I'll say this, in terms of the quarterbacks in this draft, it's going to be greatly affected by what happens with the quarterback carousel through trades and free agency because we've seen teams, for example, like the Panthers, who have Teddy Bridgewater under contract for two more years, might be making that move up trying to see if they can get a Zach Wilson or maybe even a Justin Fields or Trey Lance. Uh, There's a lot of teams who are kind of sitting on the fringe wondering what their next move is here. And uh, that presents, obviously, the chances for teams to be jumping up in that draft order. Maybe it's the Bears, maybe it's somebody else, but it also also presents the scenarios of quarterbacks falling, maybe even to 20 where the Bears are. You don't know who's going to be there in that position. Obviously, Mac Jones has been mentioned as somebody who's could be there for the Bears, probably should be there for the Bears. But we've also seen, you know, some of these projections where maybe you get five quarterbacks in the top 20 or top 15. It's it's just going to be a wild quarterback draft that's ultimately determined by the free agency and trade markets. Well, and and the other interesting thing here, uh, Chris, is it's not just quarterbacks when we talk about the draft. As as much as these five quarterbacks who are going to go in the first round will dominate the conversation, there's going to be at least four, possibly as many as six or seven wide receivers going in the first round. We've also seen something now with a lot of these draft lists and the teams I'm talking to are starting to stack their draft boards 
There is no premier edge rusher this year. There's no Miles Garrett coming out, no Von Miller coming out, no Nick Bosa coming out. But what there are is about five or six or seven guys with mid-first to high second-round grades. And so uh, I think you're going to see literally half the first round taken up by quarterbacks, wide receivers, and edge rushers. Yeah, and if you're the Bears, you have to be considering what's next at wide receiver because uh, we let's see what happens with Allen Robinson. I, I don't see a contract negotiation or an extension being reached, but uh, obviously that tag option is there. Now, I see it kind of interchangeable with the tackle position because I think the Bears' two greatest needs right now, aside from quarterback on offense, are receiver and tackle. And uh, this draft has deepened options for both of those positions. Uh, if Robinson's leading, then you obviously have to prioritize a receiver potentially in that draft, and you also have to sign a tackle who could shore that position up. And, and Charles Leno is a good player on a team-friendly contract, but... You know, do they? Is it much better? Is it worth making that move to get a top 10 NFL level tackle or find your next franchise left tackle? I, it, it, I see those two positions as kind of interchangeable. But obviously, if you're losing Allen Robinson, uh, it's a big blow for the offense. But it's also cap room available suddenly where you can try to make a move. And I think in the free agent market, you're better signing a veteran tackle and drafting a receiver. Yeah, you know, Chris, this is the this is an area where you and I go in different directions. Uh, Charles Leno is, is is a good young man, uh, and, and I like the kid a lot. He is not a good football player. I don't agree that he's a good tackle. In fact, I think he's part of the problem, and 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 that's why the way I from where I'm sitting, even if you fix quarterback and, and you're happy at wide receiver you're not going to see this offense do what Matt Nagy wants it to do with these two tackles. I, th- I think they got to get better at both sides, but particularly at left tackle. And, and then you get to what to me is the issue is that you have the ability to guarantee yourself keeping Allen Robinson. If you let Allen Robinson get away, it then does become one of your two or three biggest needs, but you have to use the resources to fix it that you would have used to fix the tackle position, and you're not going anywhere if you don't fix the tackle position. Yeah, without a doubt, and I should preface my, you know, with Leno, it's maybe I was being too friendly on that one. I, I think in terms of the contract, it's it's a bargain, certainly, but yeah, I'd agree. It's in the bottom, probably bottom third of NFL left tackles, starting left tackles. Um, I think in terms of Allen Robinson, I think tagging him is the most prudent move because I don't think the two sides are going to reach an agreement on a long-term deal. They were so far away at the bargaining table when those contract talks broke down in September. I, I just don't see those two sides connecting. Uh, obviously, you know, paying him $18 million a year is a discount compared to the $20 million really minimum that he wants annually. But you also have a guy who's beloved in that locker room and organization that's going to be disgruntled if he's tagged. So, um, look, I, I think it's the right business decision, but in terms of treating, you know, a guy you really admire, well, it, it's not the right move. Uh, at least at the very minimum, it gives you that top go-to receiver for whoever the next quarterback's going to be. And then, yeah, then you probably look to that tackle position in the draft. Chris, the other position that, that is an issue that, that nobody seems to be talking about, and I'm not sure why, is uh, beyond the fact that Eddie Jackson was a shadow of himself last year, was very good in 19, but not as good as he was in 18. 
you now have Tayshawn Gibson, Deion Bush, and DeAndre Houston Carson, all free agents. We're talking uh, about the Bears being over the cap, needing to create cap space, and needing to create that cap space in order to retain Allen Robinson or replace him, in order to add another quarterback, in order to get a quality left tackle. So what do you do at safety? That's the question, right? I, I feel like the biggest upgrade you can get at safety is uh, a coordinator in Sean Desai who's able to really kind of recognize the strengths of Eddie Jackson because I don't think they're going to be able to make that move, like you said. it's They're limited in camp space. They have greater priorities on offense. And uh, I think their best hope right now is somebody like Desai understanding the strengths of an Eddie Jackson and recognizing what he can do to build a defense that creates those opportunities. I mean, it's been really just a different player in Eddie Jackson the last two seasons versus the guy who had six interceptions, all pro-level talent in 2018. Uh, Unrecognizable at times. I mean, the arm tackling, the missed tackles altogether. Uh, It was maddening to watch. A a guy who had zero interceptions who's being paid – as one of the top safeties in the league, it's it's frustrating for a defense that you expected so much more from. So uh, I don't see a big upgrade coming alongside Eddie Jackson. I, I think probably you're looking at bringing Gibson back or maybe you get Deion Bush as your starter in, in some scenario. I don't know what they do. I, I think their best hope is Desai understands what to reveal of Eddie Jackson. Listen, Gibson was the best player on that defense in New Orleans in the wild card game. And he was one of the best players on that defense the last three, four weeks of the season. I'd yeah, love no to doubt. see him back. But, 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 but again, the issue becomes, you know, that, that's another. And he's not going to break the bank. He's going to be 32 years old. Uh, but uh, he probably is going to almost certainly going to get a little bit more than he got from the Bears this year. It's probably going to take a two- or three-year deal. It's not an impossible one to make, but it's one more thing that you've got on the list. So um, I'm going to have to run. But before I let you go, Chris, I, I'm just curious. We all end up having to make our predictions. Where I, I mean, I have been saying really since the moment the season ended that the odds are that Nick Foles is your opening day starter at quarterback. I'm not saying he's your starting quarterback for the 21 season. I'm not saying he's still there by week three, week four, week five, but I think you can get, you know, very short odds that, that he is the opening day starter. But what do you think they end up with as the bigger answer to what the move they're going to make at the quarterback position? You know, Hub, I, I think the Sam Darnold thing could get real. Uh, obviously, New York is kind of looking at its options and evaluating the draft. I think the Darnold possibility is there for the Bears. Uh, I think they might have interest in Teddy Bridgewater, who they explored deeply last offseason before going for Nick Foles. Uh, he represents a guy who's 28. He's a young player still in this league, uh, has starter upside, and gives you a better chance to win, I feel, than Mitch Trubisky does. So the Bears have a lot of interest in him in the past, and I think they could spark that as well. But uh, I, I think the Foles thing still looms but I, I still see them making some kind of swing at quarterback. You can hear Chris Emma regularly here at 670 The Score during the football season. You can also read him at 670thescore.com. Chris, thanks for your time tonight. I do appreciate it. I will see you on Zoom on Tuesday. Uh, we are going to take a very quick commercial break here. When we get back, though, we're going to get back to the phone lines, guys. 312 312- 644-6767 is the number on the BetQL score listener line. The score listener line is powered by BetQL. Bet smarter and beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. We are back in just a moment with your calls. I'm Hub Arkish. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back, everybody. Hub Arkish here sitting in for Joe Ostrowski tonight on the Joe O Show. Joe will be back with you as soon as he gets his next program. Not interrupted for Bulls basketball here at 670 The Score. Of course, we are the home of both the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago Bulls game broadcasts. Uh, uh, Joe, uh, enjoying a little bit of time off tonight, but we'll be back with you very soon. In the meantime, I'm going to take you up until 10 o'clock. We're going to take your phone calls and your texts for the next half hour or so at 9 o'clock. We're going to talk a little Cubs and Sox baseball with Bruce Levine and then get back to the phone lines again. The number 312-644-6767. You can text me at that number as well. Uh, and now we will get back to the phones and the studs. I apologize again because I'm doing three things at once here. You told me who's up first. Mike, as, as I'm looking at Mike in Aurora, and then it's in front of Todd and Dwight. I must have jumped Mike in the line. Mike, I apologize for that. When Todd, the Browns fan, calls, we all get excited, and I guess I got to him a little too quickly, so forgive me, Mike, but I'm glad you're with us now. How you doing? <laughs> I, I think that's funny, Hub, and uh, I'm so uh, happy that you took my call. I respect you more in a football manner than anybody, so thank you. Thank you. Um, I, what I was just calling to say was, you know, uh, I think you're right. I don't think any of those, I mean, Aaron Rodgers isn't going anywhere. Russell Wilson isn't going anywhere. Um, you know, uh, but considering the bears, it's like the only thing that really matters. And I'll try to make this point short, um, is how close you are. You know, if you want to give up. I mean, my best, I'm a Raiders fan, rough gig. My best friend is a Redskins fan, also rough gig, but he's even wanting to give away three number ones to bring in a good quarterback too. And I'm like, how'd that work out for you with RG3? And it's like, uh, if you're one step away, then uh, then do it, then do it. If you're going to make a step towards the Super Bowl, do it. Uh, but I think that we both know that, the Bears aren't one step away, and they need so much more help. And I know you've talked about this a little bit, so you stole a little bit of my thunder. Uh, they need so much more help on the offensive line and an aging defense. And, uh, you know, I, I just don't know if giving up, you know. Did you see what the what they just gave up or Stafford? Mm-hmm. Well, Mike, listen, and thank you for the phone call. I don't buy the aging defense part. I know I hear that every once in a while. 
we're all aging. You know, we all get a year older every year. Uh, but there's no reason that the window won't stay open on this Bears defense for two, three, four more years. There, there's plenty of, uh, of young and middle-aged talent there. Uh, they're not as young, obviously, as they were in 2018 when we got so excited about it all. Uh, but they're fine there. Uh, the reality is, though, no matter who they put under center, if they don't fix the tackle position, keep Allen Robinson and still add some depth at wide receiver, we don't know if Jimmy Graham is sticking around or not because of that salary cap hit uh, of, of $7.5 million that could be saved by releasing him. But even if he does, they need a little more depth at tight end. They need a number two running back. Uh, and, and let's not forget some of the other free agents. We talked about needing a starting safety. You've got Allen Robinson as a free agent. Cordero Patterson is the best special teams player in the NFL right now. Uh, he's one of the greatest kickoff returners of all time. He is a first-team all-pro special teams cover guy. Uh, he also gives you all kinds of options and excitement with your offense, things that he can do. He is a free agent. Uh, you know, as a matter of fact, you look at the Bears special teams, Patrick O'Donnell, Cairo Santos, Eddie Pinheiro, Cordero Patterson, and Barkevius Mingo, who's an outstanding special teamer, are all free agents. So, um, you know, this team has got work to do besides quarterback. And, and, and you can't mortgage everything to get the guy. Now, if the asking price was similar for Russell Wilson and Deshaun Watson, I'd have to take a hard look at Wilson because you know he can do it. He's done it, okay? Watson has just put up some big statistics, you know, and they've won football games down there as much with great defense as Deshaun Watson until this year. Um, and, and yes, I, I, I'm not knocking the guy. I do, guys, I'm the one who was live on the air here on the score the night they made the Mr. Trubisky pick and was going nuts saying, I didn't understand how they could take him over to Sean Watson, how they could make that stupid trade up from three to two. So, uh, you know, I, I'm not changing what I have felt for the last four years. I think Deshaun Watson is an excellent quarterback, but not worth the price the bears would have to pay to get him because that wouldn't leave enough to fix the other things they'd need to fix, particularly around him. The real point, though, Mike, is that neither one of them is going anywhere. And so now you get into how much are you going to give up for some other quarterback prospect or some young veteran who has already failed somewhere else, or they wouldn't be available in the first place for the most part. Um, and so that's where you get this dilemma. I, I just think the Bears are much better off focusing on finding veteran competition for Nick Foles, whether that even is Mitch Trubisky, although I don't think it will be. Uh, but as you look at what's now left out there, uh, it's not something you should take off the table. And I think they have to draft a developmental quarterback, but I would not do it in the first round unless one of these guys other than Mac Jones or Justin Fields fell to them. If a Zach Wilson or a Trey Lance were there at 20 and that's all it was going to cost me, I'd pull the trigger on that. I think you'd have to. There's no way it's happening with Zach Wilson. There's almost no way it's happening with Trey Lance. It's almost certain that it won't happen with Fields or Jones, but I'm not even sure I want Fields or Jones based on what I've seen on tape and what I'm hearing from other teams about their scouting reports on them. So, yeah, I know how desperate Bears fans are to fix the quarterback position. It is certainly understandable, um, but this may not be the right moment, the best time for them to try and get that done. So thank you for the call, Mike. I do appreciate it. Uh, this segment on the score is brought to you by Hint Water, 
Hint is pure water infused with surprisingly true fruit flavors, including watermelon, blackberry, and cherry. No sugar, no sweeteners, no calories. It's available in your local grocery store or at drinkhint.com. Hint water with a touch of true fruit flavor. Guys, we're going to take another very quick break, but then we're going to get right back to the phones. Again, the number at the BetQL listener line is 312-644-6767. You can also text me at that number. We'll get in the text zone and get some of your texts uh, as well as soon as we get back from this very quick break right here on The Score. Thank you all so much for being with me this evening. This is Hub Arthur sitting in tonight for Joe Ostrowski on the Joe O Show. Going to be with you until 10 o'clock. We've already had some interesting visits with Eric Edholm of YahooSports.com, our very own Chris M., our Bears beat reporter here at 670. The score stopped by. We're going to visit with Bruce Levine in about 15, 20 minutes, get some updates from Arizona on what's going on in spring training with the Chicago Cubs and the Chicago White Sox. And, of course, taking your phone calls. That is my favorite thing to do when I get the opportunity uh, to sit in the driver's seat here at 670. The score, 312-644-6767 is the phone number at the BetQL score listener line. It's provided by BetQL, Bet Smarter and Beat the Books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com. Let's get back to the BetQL listener line and welcome Nick in. Nick is out in Niles this evening. Nick, how you doing? Hey, Hob. Uh, love you, man. Always Thank glad you. to hear you on the radio. Just uh, wanted to get your opinion. So I agree with you 100% about drafting the O-line and drafting other needs other than the quarterback. What do you think about grabbing Gardner Minshew if he's available? Uh, you know, I, I honestly, Nick, I, I could take it or leave it. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think Minshew mania is a lot of fun. And, and yes, he had an interesting rookie year. He also got benched for somebody named Jake Luton. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he is, he has not shown any reason to expect that he's a franchise quarterback. In fact, uh, he and Nick Foles traded spots there a couple years ago, a couple times. It's not even clear that, that he'd be able to beat out Nick Foles. So, um, uh, I don't, you know, I don't have an issue with bringing in Minshew. It certainly is a huge upgrade over Tyler Bray. I don't know if it's an upgrade over Mitch Trubisky or not. We need to see more. Uh, his touchdown interception ratio is pretty good. Uh, he definitely does have, you know, a certain feel and flair for the game. Uh, so, you know, he'd be interesting, but, but it's, it's not something, I don't think it's the answer if that's what we're asking. I, I'm not convinced he would beat out Nick Foles. I think what everybody is missing here on the Bears quarterback situation is that they went and got Nick Foles last year for a reason. He is somebody that Matt Nagy and Bill Lazor and John DeFilippo obviously have a fairly serious comfort level with. And, and yes, we all saw what happened last year. He played terribly. Uh, you know, he, uh, I mean, let's call it what it is. It, it, it wasn't just that it was the offensive line or the lack of a running game or the play calling Nick Foles was bad. Uh, Early on, he started anticipating pressure. He started throwing balls away he didn't have to. His accuracy was way off. His touchdown-interception ratio was embarrassing. Um, uh, Now, a couple of those deflected balls, a couple of balls that Allen Robinson had taken out of his hands. We understand that. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, he was awful. 
But you got to remember the circumstances. And, and, you know, if people think I'm making excuses, you're wrong. I have no reason. I don't, I don't even know Nick Foles. I mean, I've you know, interviewed him a few times now. Uh, but I have nothing invested in whether Nick Foles succeeds or not with the Bears. But you have to report the facts. And the facts are that he did not even meet any of his teammates until he showed up the first day of training camp. He comes to a new team. And a new playbook, yes, he's familiar with Andy Reid's offense, but this isn't Andy Reid's offense, this is Matt Nagy's offense. And while it has a lot of the things in it that he is used to doing, he'd never done them before. He had a playbook, so he had a chance to start to study the terminology, but he hadn't even met a teammate. He hadn't tried to throw a football to one of them. He hadn't taken a snap from center. And then he gets here, and there's no exhibition season, no practice games, the, 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 the practices that they had in training camp uh, were, were cut short, cut in half in terms of contact that they were allowed to have anything resembling real football. And then he sits and watches for the first two and a half games before he's thrown into the starting lineup. So basically, he became the starter with one week of practice. That's not the way it works in the NFL, even if you're a veteran quarterback. Look at what happened with Tom Brady this year in the Bucks. It really wasn't until the second half, last third of the season, that he started to get comfortable and get in a rhythm with that offense. You know, and, and that didn't happen for Foles. He didn't have the weapons that Brady had. Uh, Bucks' offensive line wasn't great, but it was better than the Bears. So what I'm getting at here is there's a very real chance that if there is, a, and we don't know if there will be, you know, I, I'm not making any predictions on where we're at with the pandemic or with COVID, uh, but I think it's reasonable to assume that at some point between now and August, uh, that they'll find a way to have something resembling some OTAs or, or mini camps. Uh, I think you'll have a more normal training camp. Certainly by then, we're going to have a ton more people vaccinated, and you know, we'll know a lot more about this. He is going to be much closer to fully prepared to compete for and win and succeed in the starting quarterback position this year than he was last year. He is a legitimate NFL pro bowler off the 2013 season, almost a full season. He started, I think, 12 games that year. He is a legitimate Super Bowl MVP off the 2017 season. In in nine years in the NFL, he's had three really good years. Now, he's had six bad ones or, or mediocre ones. And so, again, I, I'm not saying that Nick Foles is the answer, um, but but the Bears are not as as completely without an option or desperate as people are suggesting. Now, who is going to compete with him or back him up is the bigger issue. And can you get somebody as good or better than him? Well, not in free agency. You know, as much as I, I'd be really curious to see what Ryan Fitzpatrick could do here in Chicago, even at the age of 39, based on what we've seen the last three or four years, there's nothing in his, what, 15, 16-year career that suggests he's as good as Nick Foles. But he's been playing well the last couple of years, throwing the ball all over the place. He's an excellent leader. He probably is the best option to compete with, with Foles right now because after him, I think the next best option is, is arguably Mitch Trubisky, if you're talking free agency or the draft. Whoever you draft, even if you do it in the first round, is not going to be your opening day starter because you're not getting Trevor Lawrence. And, and so now you go to the next step uh, and, and you say, <laughs> okay, who do we draft? You know, because you do have to bring one in. I think that they will draft a developmental quarterback. I think they have to do that. Um, but that's not a guy who's going to make an impact this year. And while I don't agree that the defense is aging and they have to win this year, well, it is aging, obviously, but I don't agree that it's getting old. Um, I, I think the window is open for probably a year or two 
you know, maybe even three, depending on how you replace some of your veterans on defense. Uh, you look at also some of the, the interesting young talent on offense right now. I mean, you've got, you know, the interior of that offensive line doesn't worry me anymore. Sam Mustafer can be a starting center in the NFL, and, and, and both Cody White here and James Daniels are more than just starters. They're, they're very good players at guard. So the interior, and plus you got Alex Barnes can play any of those positions if he doesn't compete for a tackle spot. So it's not like you got to rebuild the whole offensive line. You're looking for two starting tackles. I even think that Bobby Massey can be a bit underrated when he's healthy, but what concerns me about that is that after starting 76 out of 80 games over five seasons, the Bears give him a contract extension, and the two years since the extension, he's missed 14 starts. And so that's what worries you there. Charles Leno just isn't good enough. you you got to get better at left tackle. Um, so, you know, relative to the quarterback position, guys, um, I, I think that Bears fans need to start getting used to the idea that, that it's more likely than not that at least on opening day, Nick Foles is going to be the starter unless something really surprising happens, because I would be shocked if either Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson gets traded. Um, but if they do, well, then there's no reason to say that the Bears can't overpay as much as anybody else, you know, so they could get involved. Uh, but short of one of those two guys being here, and I don't think they will, uh, there are not many better quarterback options out there that you can make that move and say, okay, now I'm comfortable. Now the Bears have fixed that. Now let's move on to the next position. Uh, Chris Emma was here a little while ago and, and was talking um, you know, about Teddy Bridgewater. I don't, I, don't, I don't totally agree with Chris on that. I don't think the Bears had tremendous interest in Teddy Bridgewater. Um, you know, I, I think they kicked the tires. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater is a game manager. That's why after just one year, the Panthers are considering moving on from him. Um, so you know, if after signing him to a big free agency deal and in playing decent for, for Matt Rule, they got off to a good start down in Carolina. If the Panthers are ready to move on, that's got to tell you something. I mean, he is he's not the answer for, for the Bears here. I still am, am curious about Marcus Mariota, but now that I realize what that contract says, uh, that could be a little problematic with, with, with the cap issues that the Bears are battling unless he steps in and proves that he can be your franchise guy. You know, if Mariota gets here and, and it turns out he is worth that second overall pick in the draft, uh, you know, and he can be a, a, a playoff winning quarterback in the NFL, well, then you don't worry so much about figuring out a way to, to pay that contract this year if he hits his incentives. If, for those of you who aren't familiar with the story, um, one of the reasons that Mariota seemed to be attracted to a lot of folks was he's on the second year of a two-year deal. He's only going to cost $10 million in base salary. But what has now been revealed is that there's some incentives in that contract and that if he ends up the starter, uh, and I think it's for 10 or a dozen games, something like that, that contract can escalate all the way to $20 million. Now, that in itself isn't horrible because another thing that most Bears fans don't realize is the pain is over with Nick Foles. He only has a $6.6 million cap hit this year. They took all of the pain of the, of the contract last year and at $6.6 million, that's what quality backups are getting in the NFL right now. So, uh, you know, his contract isn't an issue so much. But now if you put Mariota together with Foles, if Mariota ends up starting and gets those incentives, now you've spent about $27, $28 million at the position, and Mariota is starting but still just a guy, then, you know, you've just made your cap issues that much worse. You've made it that much harder to keep Allen Robinson and add other pieces and it doesn't make a ton of sense. So, um, you know, folks, unfortunately, 
You want to bring in Andy Dalton? Do you really think Andy Dalton is going to beat out Nick Foles? I don't think he would. You want to bring in Tyrod Taylor? I actually like Tyrod Taylor, but the best comp to Tyrod Taylor style-wise is Mitch Trubisky, and that's not a fit for what Matt Nagy wants to do. So the options, you know, for all the names that have been thrown around, uh, what, what I find very intriguing is that if you do inquire about Marcus Mariota in, in Las Vegas, and by the way, I kept promising to tell you the fourth team that, that Russell Wilson said he would, be, he would be willing to be traded to, it's Las Vegas. The four teams that Russell Wilson has said he would go to if he were traded, he has not asked for a trade yet, are the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys, the New Orleans Saints, and the Las Vegas Raiders. If you're calling and inquiring and bugging the Raiders about Mariota, you could very easily have John Gruden... Mayock flipped the script on you and say, well, what do you want to give us for Carr? Derek Carr is a guy who I believe is a potential playoff winning quarterback. I don't understand what Gruden's continued unwillingness to fully commit to him is, but if, if, if Derek Carr was available via trade, um, that's a deal that I'd be very intrigued by because I think he could be the answer for the Bears and he wouldn't cost so much that you wouldn't have the assets or the resources to fix the other positions. Now, if you've got Carr as a starter and, and, and Foles as your backup, I'm not even so worried about getting my developmental young quarterback this year. I, I think that if Ryan Pace is going to stay, he's got to draft a quarterback every year for the next three or four years, even if none of them work out, just based on what happened the first six years. But if you end up with somebody like Carr and Foles behind him, it's not as important that you get the youngster this year. And then you use uh, you know, the, the first-rounder, I don't know, you probably, you may give up both your day two picks, but then you've got more picks on day three and you start to address other areas. So 312-644-6767 is the phone number. If you've got a question about the NFL, about the Bears, about the Packers, anybody you want to talk about, I've got one text here uh, in the text zone says the Bears should cut, should sign the offensive tackle the Packers just cut. No, they shouldn't. Ricky Wagner is the tackle that they just cut. Ricky Wagner is another journeyman right tackle. He may not be as good as Bobby Massey. He's not necessarily better. That's why the Packers cut him. Uh, they needed him to step in uh, with the injuries that they had to David Bakhtiari. You saw what happened in the Bucks game. Um, you know, Ricky Wagner is a guy, uh, but but he's not an upgrade over Bobby Massey. Now, if you were to sign him at half the, the cost of Bobby Massey and plug him in at right tackle for a year or two, that, that might be okay as long as you're upgrading the left side too. But there's no way that, that going out and signing Ricky Wagner fixes all the Bears' problems at tackle, and you're certainly not going to play him at left tackle. So um, I would I would definitely uh, walk away uh, from that. Um, I've got a text here from the 262 area code. I believe that's up in Wisconsin, I think. Um, I hope Pace is, is restricted to dealing with only this year's picks or it could reduce the ammunition of a possible GM, a next possible GM, and the quality of candidates uh, uh, in, in who uh, you might get. Um, Ryan Pace isn't restricted to anything. He is the general manager of the Bears. He's going to manage this offseason the way that he believes gives the Bears the best chance to be a Super Bowl contender. Uh, he was retained as the GM. He was not retained as the GM uh, on a tie-out like a dog in the backyard or with a leash on. Um, you know, he's the GM. He, he's going to make the moves that he thinks he has to. So don't, I mean, you're just kidding yourselves if you think that George McCaskey said, okay, you can come back, but I want you to check with me on every move. That's not the way George runs the football team. Uh, I've got a texter here who wants to see Christian Derrissaw. 
Um, uh, he says if he's available at 16, the Bears should trade up from 20. Uh, I think there's a good chance Darisol will be there at 20. Uh, I don't think he's special enough that you trade up for him. Uh, I know the, the guy that interests me uh, probably the most is Elijah Vera Tucker uh, from USC. He's going to go somewhere between 13 and 22. Could be there at 20. This is a guy who had an excellent season at guard for USC. He had an excellent season at left tackle for USC. I think he could be a plug-and-play left tackle for the Bears. And if Vera Tucker was available at 20, that's a pick I'd be very happy to see the Bears make. Uh, Perry is going to be gone. Uh, 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 you know, the Northwestern kid, Rayshon, is going to be gone. Uh, those two gone for sure. The rest of the offensive linemen could be there. The Bears could get a very good tackle at 20 without having to trade anywhere. Uh, I think they have to find a way to keep Allen Robinson, draft that best tackle on the board at 20, and then you start filling in the blanks as to everything else that you do. We're going to take a very quick break here. We're also going to take a very quick break from football and the Bears. We're going to get to some baseball talk. Bruce Levine is our senior baseball expert here at 670 The Score. Both the Cubs and the White Sox are in Arizona. They're getting loose. They're getting ready. Baseball season right around the corner. We'll get an update on our teams from Bruce in just a moment right here on The Score. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.